what is happening, good people? Welcome into this Relationship Friday edition of Herb and Two. Alongside Tucson Warner, my name is Herb Howard. Every Thursday and Saturday, we are here hanging out with you wonderful people talking about issues that currently impact the black community. We talk about how those issues impact us as individuals and also how they impact us as a collective. And along with your help, we talk through these issues in the hopes of finding the optimum solutions for how we can overcome said issues. Again, we want to overcome them individually, but perhaps more importantly, overcome them as a collective. Thank y'all so very, very much for choosing to be a part of this conversation. As always, your input is valued. It is certainly appreciated. Anything you want to leave and add to the show, feel free to put your comments in the comment section. We will read through as many of them as possible while we go through the show. We would kindly request that you please, please, please take a quick second to share the broadcast, share on your personal page, share within your personal network with anyone that you think would add value to or find value in this particular conversation. It's our sincere belief that the more like-minded individuals we can get to be a part of the conversation, the better the opportunity we actually have of reaching the aforementioned solution. So please, 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 if you would be so kind, take a quick second to share the broadcast. Again, this is Herb and Two. It is intellectual thuggery at its absolute finest. My name is Herb. His name is Two. Two. What's happening, good brother? What's up, family? Blessed and highly favored. How are you? I'm keeping it regular, man, on this, on this, on this here um relationship Friday edition of Herb and Two. Um Relationship Tuesday, this called Relationship Friday that airs on Relationship Saturday. Yeah, this, this this Relationship Friday that records on Tuesday and airs on Saturday, unless you are an official dirtbag on Patreon. You can watch it right now as it airs. Shout out to all y'all official dirtbags watching it live and uncut. Uh that get it raw and and un-PI'd. Because uh, by the time P.I. get his hands on it, it'll be meat all over the place. Um, meats. <laughs> but it is what it is. But I'm good, man. I, I do want to talk about um, a, a, a few little housekeeping things. And I don't mean this for the the, the larger family uh, outside. I mean this for studio decorum. The rest of the, 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 the immediate family in here. Y'all ain't shit. I just want y'all to know that. You know what I mean? Like that goes with everybody. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just want clarity. I just want clarity. Yeah. Um, I I I love y'all, and I've given y'all y'all props for the immense value that each member of this team brings to what we all do here. No one more valuable than any other person. Me and two get the easy. Is this nigga. While I'm talking about this, he pulls it. You know what? I'm listening to your bullshit. Go on and rant. Go ahead. Man, I'm waiting. I feel like we two get, when you kept trying to pull that inside of him before. I'm just waiting for we you get, to drop we the get, line. We get, we get the, we get the, 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 the job of being on the camera, and people know us, and the, the show is named after us, and that's all. That's cool. Certainly could not happen without everybody else that's involved. Shout out to Peg. Shout out to Pi. Shout out to Jamal. Shout out to Rilla. Like, but y'all. Y'all ain't really shit, G. This nigga. This nigga said, shout out to Peg. I just wanted to emphasize that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking the, love it. Shout out to Peg. Shout out to Peg. Um, <laughs> That's fucking great. Peg is the. First of all, Peg is. Cut Peg's mic. Cut, cut Peg's mic. mic. Jamal, cut Peg's mic. <laughs> Don't you. Cut Peg's mic. There we go, Jamal. There we go. Peg hits the whole podcast chat. chat today. Mm. Whole group chat, she hit it up. Hey, I'm going to get food on the way to the studio. I said, cool, that's dope as hell, Peg. Real See nigga, you when you get here. Real nigga activity. Real right nigga there. activity. That's right great. There. That's great. I get to the studio first, which is rare. For the first time. I'm going to give it a buck. In history of ever. I joke with y'all about it, but I give it a buck with the rest of the family. I'm very rarely the first person here. I'm usually the last person here. Me too, or Pi always last person here. We we switch it up sometimes, but I'm very I'm never the first, never the first. I was today though. Um, anyway, Peg is like, yo, I'm gonna grab some food. I'm like, that's dope as hell. Then Ron and Jamal get here next. So Ron like, man, we should get some food. I said, Peggy said she was getting food. He like, nah, she just getting food for herself. I'm like, no. 
Nah, she wouldn't do that. No chance of that. Not a not, possibility. Not, not Erica G. You know what I mean? I said, Ron, that's that's what shit you might do. He wouldn't do that. Maybe he wouldn't. But Peg. But Peg. Peg on the other hand. Peg, Peg is Peg out takes herself. advantage of men. Peg takes advantage of men. That's true. She is out for self. That's true. Okay? She's just trying to get hers. She is only trying to get hers. You niggas want wings busted open. Okay? That's true. I didn't think about it like that, but now I got some clarity. You're right. Peg comes in here with a bag this big. I said, there's no way. <laughs> That's enough for everybody. There's no way she brought enough food for How is that for everybody, the Peg? whole motherfucking team in a bag this big. Not not this big. I'm like, she must got another bag in her pocket or something. You know what I mean? She must, she must keep another bag where she keep her strap at or something. <laughs> like she, she got another bag somewhere. Peg brought six wings in here. Mm-hmm. Only out for self. Oh I'm my god! That masculine energy. And I don't know if I'm more upset by the fact that Peg brought six wings or the fact that Ron was right. Because I don't like being wrong to Ron. I just I don't really like that shit. Ron and understands the Peg personality. It's a problem. It's a problem. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Let's go around. Let's move up to Mr. Peg Eye. <laughs> okay. Let's move up to Mr. Peg Eye. P.I.s we like to call him. Let's go around. Let's go around. <laughs> P.I. This shit is funny. I'm telling, I'm tell, I tell everybody like, hey, I'm gonna be early in the studio today. P.I. laughs because I'm not usually. Nobody believes that shit. Nobody believes it. I get it. This but was I in was, the group chat. Did you say this? All this? this is all in group chat. Which you I, don't, I, I you don't pay attention to it. I don't pay attention to that shit. We gonna, I don't even know why you in the group. Should take you I out, the motherfucker. <laughs> you don't. You don't see the group chat. You don't see the motherfucking show rundowns. You don't see the story what topics. Two <laughs> just show up, huh? What we doing here again? <laughs> Nigga, we have a fucking podcast that has a rundown and whatever. Let's get back to P.I. P.I. says, yeah, whatever, nigga. Um, bring bring my reposado. Mm-hmm. So, well, goddamn. Um, fuck you, number one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, that'll be that. But I'm a better person than I present myself to be. So, as the good team member that I am, unlike Peggy, you go and get some reposado. I go to the liquor store. I get P.I.'s reposado. I don't even drink tequila unless I'm dipping in P.I.'s bottle. I don't even drink the shit, right? But I go get his reposado, and I bring it to the studio just for P.I., even after he's been talking shit all day. Mm, The audacity of it all. He appreciates it so much that he takes the reposado that I brought out of the box. I, it was a box of fucking liquor. So I wanted to bring some for the studio, and I had some other shit. He takes his reposado out of the box. I don't know where he put it. He then proceeds to pour his personal reposado out his bag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Niggas you know, be niggas, don't they? Niggas be niggas, Niggas Joe. be niggas. Oh my god! He had a nigga that come to the family dinner with nothing to leave with two plates. What? God damn! What? What? Motherfucking you! Meanwhile, he got a half gallon in his car. Mm, mm, mm. This is this is the type of foolishness that we're dealing with this here. This is ridiculous. We ain't the two best motherfuckers in the world. That's why I'm in terms of work. in terms of a team that you can work on. But we ain't the fucking worst. We decent people. I try. We try. You know what I'm saying? We try. We don't got a whole, whole lot for this team. This team deserves 10 times more than anybody in this room gets for the work that they do. But what we do have, we chop it up with the team. We share with the family. Mm. These two niggas right here, man. Mm. Mm-hmm. Peggy and Peggy. Ooh. Alpha self. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. I'm going to leave Ron... And Jake out of it for the day because they ain't done nothing today, per se. Today. Today. <laughs> ain't done nothing today, per se. But they ain't shit either, okay? <laughs> they ain't shit either. <laughs> God dang, man. Oh, man. So it's, hey. It's going to be hard for us to make it to the top like this. Kenneth, what you always say, man, it's, 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 it be your own people. It be your own people. It be your own people, man. Um, Did you get a wing or not? Who turned up mic back up? <laughs> the fuck? Then I just say I wasn't gonna get on Jake ass. Now he turned up mic back yeah, on. Man. 
did you get a wing or not? She gave me one little ass boneless wing out of her hand. She's like, here, you can have this one. She picked that motherfucker. Let me get one wing. She's like, you can have this one. Like, yeah. It was, and it wasn't even no, it was the crust. You know how to give you some little extra crust that just fall in the demo? It was that. So disrespectful. Some bullshit right here, man. Swear to God. <sighs> Welcome, good people. This is, this is. Like y'all see, y'all see this side of the studio. We see the other side. We see all this other shit that's going on in the fucking studio. These people ain't shit, okay? I want y'all to know that these people ain't shit. Mm. Mm. Love them, and they make us look halfway decent, but they ain't shit. They ain't shit. Um, other than that, I'm good though. <laughs> hey man, one step at a time, man. You know, you take what you can get. Hey man, we're gonna work on it, man. Listen, y'all. Today we're gonna talk about this this concept of 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 jealousy in your lack. When you are lacking something, do you find yourself feeling jealous of another person's abundance? That person might be your best friend, your sibling, your coworker, your spouse, even. Um, do you find yourself just being a little helplessly jealous of what the fuck they got going on based on what you got going on? We're going to talk about that for a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about this idea of uh, the bond between mother and son, the bond between father and daughter, does that create some issues of jealousy in the household, either between mother and father or between son and daughter? Uh, I think that could be a real issue. That, 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 I imagine that would be something that you can lend more credence to than I, but I have some ideas or some thoughts on it. Uh, we'll play a video clip, video clip of the week, uh, sister talking about this idea of um, being a good man ain't enough, too. Did you know that? Yeah, I already knew. I already knew. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I'm very clear. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm, I'm well acquainted. Hey, it's not me. That's two. You feel me? Um, being a good man ain't enough. She said it so proudly. Said it with a chest out. Being a good man ain't enough. <laughs> then what's enough, sweetheart? Man, we live in Kevin Samuels' America, bro. We do live in Kevin Samuels' America. We here, bro. I'm with my feet up. I am anti. The game that Kevin Samuel, rest in peace, preached about. But I am not anti-Kevin Samuel. What's the white dude? Y'all hip I to thought he was very accurate for the bullshit that he was talking about. Y'all hip to the white dude? He just got arrested for like, uh, 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 what do they call that shit? Sex trafficking and having sex with underage girls and all that shit. Nah. But he's like the white version of Kevin Coppin and all that yeah. shit, like running from the government. But I only bring them up because there was like droves of white boys that protested his arrest. They like out in the streets marching for this motherfucker. Let he's him like, go. They call him the what they call they call him the top G. I don't know his real name. Wow. I'm gonna look him up right now. He's like release the top G. They like having and I'm talking about this is international. International. <laughs> release the top G. G. I, this is where we are in the world. G. This is Twilight Zone. Hey, listen, man. We live in a brave new world. That's why I've been saying this for at least a year. That I am just beyond the point Andrew of Tate. Andrew, Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. The top G. I am beyond the point of trying to convince people to like move differently or think differently. I just wanna be and then put out what I'm on and find out who else is on that. Cause this is trying to convince this this world is gone, Joe. Motherfuckers is on what they own. And you might be able to change a few people's minds. But this idea of flipping the whole script and stopping this runaway locomotive, I ain't got it in me. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to find out who else is on that, and we can go live in a smaller colony if all I give a damn, because you motherfuckers is crazy out here. Uh, I got to go back and say that the mother-son, father-daughter um, uh, issues that could come up in terms of jealousy between siblings or between spouses, that is going to be our official dirtbag input of the week. Uh, that came from Timmy Michelle. There's another one too, right here. We're gonna do that for the next one. Cool, cool, cool. My bad. Um, so uh, all you dirtbags, all you official dirtbags, James Moore, everybody that's checking in, y'all have an opportunity. Uh, Peggy sends out a um question for y'all in the uh in the dirtbag correspondence. I don't even know how it works. I, I'm I'm rambling. I have no idea how that works. But however she sends it to y'all, y'all have an opportunity to uh, give y'all input on topics for the day, and we will discuss them. So this last week, I know we talked about something that Ready Rock wanted to get into. Uh, this week, we'll talk about something that T-Mimi wanted to get into. And, you know, next week, we can get into whatever you want to get into. But um, uh, also, 
a Utah woman accidentally, I want to I want to be clear on that, married her cousin. Uh, we'll talk about that because two things, that's some white people shit. I personally think it's some black people shit. And why is a little bit more intricate than it may sound. So we'll get into that as we go through the show. But again, thank y'all so much for checking in. We appreciate y'all. Hey, Ma, what's going on? Um, Where does jealousy become insecurity? Where does jealousy become insecurity? I think personally that jealousy is a natural human emotion. I don't find anything wrong with jealousy in and of itself. I have no problem with it. You see something somebody else has, it could be a house, it could be a spouse, it could be a fucking ice cream cone. Like, damn, I want that fucking ice cream cone too, shit. You feel this sense of jealousy about it. At this point, no problem. No harm, no foul. How you go about dealing with that jealousy becomes the issue. And by and large, I think we just deal with it the wrong way. I think we deal with the jealousy the wrong way, and that's where we need to address our shit. Nothing wrong with being jealous. That's a natural emotion that you can't control, similar to joy or anger or laughter or whatever. How you deal with it thereafter is the issue that we need to address. And, E, I know you was talking about, in this particular sense, experiencing jealousy from a place of lack, right? So maybe I'm hard-pressed for money at this time. I'm going through a little financial burden. My homie hit me, hey, bro, help me figure out if I should buy this $18,000 Rolex. Sir, I'm trying to figure out if I should pay the light bill or the gas bill. Miss me with this dumb shit right now. Get back at me in four, five months. I might be able to have a conversation with you. We experience this jealousy. Does it then turn into this insecurity that impacts how we relate to one another? I think certainly it does. I don't think it should. So I don't know if I agree with you. I don't know. I, I didn't even give a premise yet. No, but you started it with it's a the premise. pushback king. You started it with a premise. You started with the premise that it's natural. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, do I think don't it's think it's natural. Jealousy. No, I don't think it's natural. And, okay. I think, and I think all of it stems from a place of lack. It's the only place it can stem from. You know what I mean? So when we get to the conversation of where does it come into, like where does jealousy stem from in the place of lack, it's all based in lack. Sure, jealousy has to be about somebody having something that you don't. <coughs> that you desire, right? But and it's it could also be, like, I want you real quick. Sure. Remember we having but you could be rich and somebody else could be poor and have something that you lack. Surely. And you can still be jealous, right? I'm about to give you a great an analogy of that, right? When we was in here having a conversation about the bad bitch. And E4 was like, I want to be a bad bitch. Right. Right? She already has more than them. Don't start, Peggy. Peggy, I stop. did not you say didn't I want to be a bad bitch. You didn't say that. You said that, Peggy. You said that I wanted to be a bad bitch. We got the video. We got the video. You said you just want to be a bad bitch. I said, I don't want to be a bad bitch. You said that I wanted to be you a bad bitch. You ran down all the accolades of what bad bitches have versus what you have. And I'm like, why would you no, want to be that, that when you have this, that, and the third? In my mind. Go ahead. Complete, so you're 100% right. I know I'm right. I know. Peggy's tweet. It's a complete misunderstanding of lack. Right? Here you are valuing some plastic, surface level, shallow shit. And we're trying to explain to you as articulately as we can, because Herb's the articulate one, Right? That, no, 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 you don't understand. On Mondays. On Tuesdays? Yeah, it's going to get bad I in about an hour. slur my words. Yeah, it's going to be bad in about an hour. <laughs> it's going to be bad. It's going to be me and... Never mind. It's going to be bad in an hour. <laughs> but anyway, my point is... My point is... I'm proud of you. We were you. trying to explain, like, no, 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 Peg, you above this bullshit. She just couldn't see it. Though. She couldn't see it. She couldn't see she it. She couldn't see it through the fog of the trinkets that bad bitches get. Yeah. I want to be a bad bitch. I don't care what you talking about. Y'all value bad bitches. And we said, no, we don't value no bad bitches. We don't. You don't get it. You misunderstand. You misinterpreted the playing field. The niggas that you love you and respect You watch the game, don't. but you don't know the, the rules. The niggas outside probably do. But the niggas that you actually got love and respect for don't. We don't. Yeah. yeah. But we don't recognize our abundance. And that's what I mean about Peggy, places, like I trade in all this intellect and life. independence and good parent and I, I trade in all this shit to be a bad bitch. Please. Yeah, yeah, fuck all that shit. Please. Yeah. I'm letting y'all rumble. Just rumble. But my point is, like, we don't really grasp and understand the playing field, right? So we often had a conversation about trying to 
fix our insecurities with external solutions, fix internal problems with external solutions. Yeah. I, right? So we identify that lack through things. That is not natural. That's that's cultural. You know what I mean? That's cultural. That's the nuance of America, i.e., she got a fat ass, i.e., that's the value. I, You know what I mean? It's what we can see, right? Which is why, and I, whether it be women or men, they go get the surgery, they get all the outside shit and still feel ugly on the inside. Yeah. And the only shit that's going to, and it's just in context of relationships. It's internal. It's internal, right? The only shit that's going to really keep any partner in tune with you is your internal soul, not your external look. Period. It just is what it is, Period. right? So whether it be the... The motherfucker that's chasing you or, 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 or running behind you because you got the right car. All that shit is just plastic. But it all stems from a place of lack because you don't know what you are worth or what your value is internally. Have Have either of you experienced that, though, where you're maybe hard-pressed or something, you're lacking something, and you're not typically jealous because... Um, we was talking we was talking about, in a, in a show earlier, talking about the sports journalism shit. And we was talking about like how people be more receptive when it's this network or that network and this, that, and the third. And should I be, my uncle hit me up like, man, you should be, you better than this person, that person. He was talking about like Stephen A. Smith and shit like that. And I was like, and I was watching TV the next day. And I was like, Stephen A. Smith be on TV for like 14 hours every day. First take come on at like eight o'clock in the morning Eastern time. That nigga also be on TV throughout the day, and then he does NBA countdown for the primetime NBA game that comes on at like seven o'clock. No fucking way I want to do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, nah, like the, the shit I'm supposed to be jealous. The, the, like you should aspire. Like, that shit don't move me at all. It's been stupid ass shit across my life. That's like, damn. Wonder what. Cook County feel like no, don't really. It's stupid shit. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I haven't really experienced that to keep it a buck with you. I, I, I just, I just really, really haven't. I, I think I'm the same, bro. I think that once you get beyond your value set being attached to materialism, it's hard to have that emotion. You know what I mean? Um, and it's interesting, right? Like I, I, I know this is like some way out type of shit, but when you read like the <laughs> Leo horoscope, and I'm assuming because some of them shits is like, if you read like the fire signs, they all got compatible like energies and shit. And like even the people that I attract into my life, and this ain't just like women, it's men, all my homies, all the same kind of shit, right? But Leo specific, right? There's a, there's there's this thing that says Leo uh, specifically values the grind, values mm. the work, the process. Mm. Right, and that's been my experience all through life. I'm the motherfucker that do, I got my boys to tell you like you a prideful motherfucker, like you don't take no help and all that type of shit. And I don't even see it like that. It's just that I know I can do it. Whatever it is, I know I can do it. If I want it, I'm gonna go get it. I don't need yours, right? What's for me is for me, and that's just a philosophy that I've carried out through life. And again, my values aren't attached to materialism, but in the same context as her, right? Well, he was like, I'll sit up and I'll watch Stephen A. Smith because that's my interest. And it's like, damn, he did this for 14 hours. He, not even about, man, I'm not interested in being here for 14 hours. I do look at people in certain spaces like, all right, what's he got that I'm lacking? Oh, How do sure. I get that? For sure. Right? Or does he, am I lacking? Or am I just approaching something wrong? You know what I mean? But I don't, I don't deem it as like I want what he got or damn, how he get here? No, it's more like, all right, now I got to elevate. Oh, all right. I I made a misstep here. All right, you know what I mean? It's those kind of things. I'm not necessarily a, again, for me it's like if your values ain't attached to materialism and bullshit, how could you be jealous? I I I there's an accountability and responsibility that comes along with this God complex that I have, right? I sincerely believe that I'm God. Not like your God. Or Ron's God. The God of me. God of me. I sincerely believe that I am authoring this story that I am writing, that I'm living, that I'm experiencing. And I genuinely believe that I can affect and impact the outcomes. 
along with that comes a responsibility and a, and a level of accountability that I just can't ignore. And so I came across a clip from J.J. Reddick on the Knuckleheads podcast. Shout out to Q, shout out to D. Miles. J.J. Reddick went to Duke, Broke legitimately one of the best college players of all time. Mm-hmm. No cap on that. J.J. Reddick is one of the best college players of all time. He went on to be a prolific shooter in the NBA for a dozen, 13 years, whatever, right? Um, he was on the Knuckleheads podcast, and he told Q&D Miles, he said, man, I retired because not because I didn't think I can play no more. It don't take that much to play and do what J.J. Reddick do. J.J. Reddick played from one three-point line to the other. He don't really play no defense like that. He go in the corner, he spot up, he shoot threes. That's what he do. You can do that till you 50 if you want to. Uh, he said, I didn't play no more because I didn't think that I could do another offseason. I could not put in another offseason of the work that I was used to putting in. He said, every year in, every, every year in the offseason, I would go on Sundays and I had to make 347 shots in a row. 347 shots exactly. And, and they like, why? And he said, well, it's because you broke down the points on the from court. From my spot, is from from what I do, it's seven shots you can make on the court. I'm gonna make twenty of those. Like he broke it all the way down. I did that every fucking day. And he was like, damn. And just watching it, it made me feel like <laughs> you ain't going hard enough, bro. You're just not going hard enough. And on some levels, I look at shit and be like, man, I still got time to to grow into my greatness. And if if this is what 36 look like, then what do 46 look like? And what do 56 look like? And what do 66 look like? Because I study people generally that's older than me. And so people that's older than me, 10 years, they 46, like, oh, that's Raw as hell. They 56, oh, that's Raw as hell. And they still seem very, very young with much to go in their future. And it's like, man, what, what my 46 and 56 and so forth going to look like? But am I doing what needs done to, to ensure that? And watching J.J. Reddick talk about that, that shit is a more of an accountability thing than anything. And so I don't really view shit on this, I'm jealous about what you own. Can I learn from what you own? Even that, I saw that J.J. Reddick shit. It's been passed around a lot, and everybody's impressed with it. I was. I'm not. I'm not impressed with it. Not because it's not impressive. I get the impressive I know he's a white man. nature it. of it. It ain't about him being a white man. <laughs> I get the impressive nature of it. I, even when you ask the question, I was thinking like, damn, am I, am I jealous of motherfuckers' discipline? Hey, boo. That's the only thing I can think of. Like, motherfuckers' discipline and their commitment. But then I think about it in, 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 in truth when I dig back the layers of my own soul and my own spirit. I don't want nothing that bad. Right? And I know that might sound flaky than the motherfucker, but I want to live a whole life. Right. So I don't desire to be in the spotlight. I don't desire to have this kind of capital. I desire to be a whole human being in every environment. Like he said, I could play, but I got to sacrifice my life. He also said after that, my wife told me, hey, baby, this is your team. You don't have to do all that work to be next to that. Your squad team. is here. Your squad is here, which means it implies that you've been shorting that squad in some capacity over the years. Ain't no way to not. Ain't no way to not. Right. So. I don't value that nothing in that manner. Like, if I had my way, I would go fishing with my children every fucking day. You know, something very simple. Yeah. Something very simplistic. I don't have that outward goal, and I know how America works. It's I a very that. transactional space. I respect right? that. Right? And we are judged by what we deem as our success levels. But what the fuck? Why do we quantify success? What is real success? I saw some dude. I don't even know who he is. This a white dude on one of them, you know, memes type of shit. He's like, you know, real success is when your kids is adults and they want to hang out with you. That's facts, Joe. You know what I'm saying? And I and I just think about it in regards to like if we turn the clock back, like I and I've told the story of, of losing my parents and losing my sister and losing my family. This is real shit. Like my father was alive because of the relationship we shared. I was at that motherfucker house every day. I ain't live there, but like, man, I just wanted to talk to him. That's right. You know what I mean? So that shit is much more valuable to me than say, man, two was the greatest. This. A two did. Motherfuckers come in here all the time, like, man, two so dope at the art shit. Two do man, that, I say it all I, the time. I, I, I'm glad and, and for me it's a way to like meditate more than anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I don't never I'm not trying to leverage that shit for who I'm finna do a show. Or, it, 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 it don't even matter that much to me. It's a personal value. You know what I mean? I don't have to share this with the world. 
because it don't mean, I'm not going to say it don't mean that much to me, but what it does mean to me is personal. I don't need the world to validate me through it. I was watching an interview with, with T.I., and, you know, I've said on him many a times that I'm, I'm a T.I. fan. I, I fuck with T.I. Uh, I like his music. I, the, the, the small pieces of his story that I know, I fuck with that. Um, but anyway, I was watching him in the interview recently, and he was talking about that very same thing and this idea of, you know, ranking himself in the music world. And he's like, I don't, I don't know. I just do my shit. He was like, and he's like, I, and he's like, if I'm being honest with you, I don't spend the time in the music world that some people do or some people think I should because I invest my time in other places. Family, he talked about movies, he talked about other shit too. But just this idea of being multifaceted. Not I'm not just this. And so I'm, I'm not, like you, you like you talk to Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, right? They will openly and honestly admit to you. And while they're the very two best people to ever do what they've ever done, those are the two best players period in my mind but undoubtedly the best two shooting guards to ever play the game two best in my mind too yeah that there's a there's a cost that comes with that there's a cost to 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 achieve that level and i don't know i don't know kobe at all i never seen him on there met him i don't know kobe at all but i'm friends with one of michael jordan's kids there's a cost to that joe there's a cost to that. And for your daddy to be in steadfast, unrelenting pursuit of being the very best in the world at basketball, it's going to cost you something, G. It's going to cost you something. And, and I, I, would rather, I would rather not pay that price. I know we're gonna move forward off this topic in a minute, but there was a while ago we had Uncle Walter on the com- on, on on the pod. Shout out to Uncle Walter. We ain't had him on in a minute. Since and I can't remember switched. what he said, but he's he, love he, Uncle Walter. He made one statement about uh, European society forces everything to be judged through metrics, mm. even when you talk about greatness. Right. Mm-hmm. First of all, you bought a Ti first. Yeah. Music is art. And art, by its very nature, is subjective. subjective. How the fuck could there ever be a greatest? So when we quantify greatness, we quantify it through metrics. Sure. Right? Well, Jay-Z sold yada, yada, yada. You know, you know what I mean? We, I, that, that adds into I'm the with conversation. You. I'm with you. I'm it adds with you. into the conversation. I'm with you. Right? Uh, Braun, you see the stat line on Braun every fucking day to quantify his greatness. I'm with, no, I'm with you. 100%. And even the I'm argument most I'm motherfuckers have about Kobe, Mike, and Braun is the one thing that you can't quantify in a stat, stat line. It's hard. It's hard. Kobe right? and Mike got something LeBron don't get. But hear what I'm saying. That's the one thing <laughs> you can't quantify. So everybody that makes the argument for LeBron is quantifying through metrics. Rebounds, assists, points. Through assists, points, rebounds. Now I want you to put in context, LeBron is of this era. And you, I want to also Everything put in. Is I want to also put in context what I always say. You keep pouring cream in the coffee. You ain't got coffee no more. You don't got coffee no more. You put in the context what Instagram is. You put in the context how we're living our lives outwardly now. Everything is being judged by the standard of everyone else's goals. Let me make this personal then. We do this pod. I started the show out shouting out and fucking with the whole team, mm-hmm. right? We all have a, the same goal to make this as big as we can make it and take it where we can take it. That's largely based on metrics, no? Also, maybe I, like, I, I don't I don't I don't think that our conversation I don't think that our conversation and our, our content should be limited or restricted by the metrics of how many people saw it, how many people did this, what contracts came from it. I think that the discussions that we have are far more important. I I, I sincerely do. I said the early in the show, I I don't think that we can turn around this fucking runaway locomotive to get everybody to come back this way. If we could, that would probably send the metrics through the roof. I think there's something more important to be done here. That being said, though, how do we 
rate or grade or evaluate what it is that we do on this very fucking couch. You have fun coming here? Yes. Me too. Guess what's going to happen when I'm not having fun coming here? You going to stop. I'm not coming here no more. And I don't care what the contract is. I'm t- I'll keep it a buck with you. This is what it is. Like if, we if, was in here the other day laughing. I was like, man, it's so fucked up in here. It's so fucking fun. We literally said that before the cameras went up. Before the camera went on today, you was like, man, I'll tell you, like, we, that's okay. You gonna, we, we're going to have fun. We're going to push through. It's fine. Because I genuinely love everybody in this fucking studio. And it's fucking fun to come here and, and, and hang out with y'all. And it's great that, 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 that we got this fucking screen and these lights and pi got these fucking cameras and all this like it's, it's dope as hell jay got that fucking big ass board and ron got his fucking camera and eden spent umpteen hours putting together a fucking rundown all, all this shit all that shit is dope but i i just i like hanging out with you motherfuckers and if we weren't doing a broadcast i would still hang out with you motherfuckers and that's that's where i found the most value in this shit and let me say this too: If I do get jealous, it's jealous of the game, right? Jealous of playing the game. Because we are right. Playing the game. It's it's. I look at this whole shit as like the Matrix. I'm just talking about life, right? At what level of the board am I? And how can I master say that's the love. board? You know what I mean? And and that even like before the cameras came on, we we was talking about a clip. I was like, man, I brought that information to the forefront eight months ago, but ain't nobody right. even heard this shit. Again, that's my own ego. I'm clear of it. Right, but even in my ego, it's like that's the game to me. Mm. I want to master the game. I always want to win. Be clear. Yeah, I want to master the game. Be clear. I always want to win. I want to sit at the table and say I beat you, right? Whoever you is, whatever the system is, I want to say I beat you. That's the fun part of it for me, right? It the 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 reward that you reap after. It's like the journey is more important than the destination. I enjoy the journey part. Once we get to the destination, it's time to pick up a new journey. That's what I was about to say. Once you get to the destination, it's going to be like. It's over with. Yeah, the value right. is in the journey. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's just life. So even when you bring the credit to the forefront about the shit, how you bought it, the white women, that, I'm jealous of the white women at my job because their husband does everything. That's part of the failure of American culture. We don't want to do shit. And life is in the doing. Mm. That's why I used to own miserable. And angry and gotta go to God see a therapist. Cause you so fucking caught up in the dumb shit of the idea of never having to do. Tip said that too in the interview I was watching earlier. It's they the work act, that they, makes the shit valuable. They asked him, like, yo, we want to the next thing. Um, if you are in a space where you are dealing with your own challenges, are you are you required to hear your friends? Stories of abundance while you are in your place of lack. Like, if your friend is, like, just telling you, like, you don't know how you finna pay your motherfucking rent at your studio apartment. And your friend, like, yo, I'm thinking I'm finna break ground on this new mansion I'm finna build. Should I use motherfucking uh, cobblestone? or? Are you required to hit that? Or can you be like, hey, friend. Ask somebody else to do it, G. I ain't, you know what I mean? If you can't celebrate your friends, then you're not friends. I don't give a fuck what position you in. If you can't celebrate your friends, then that's not your friend. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a real thing that we need to be dealing with, right? Because that's a personal insecurity. Mm -hmm. And now you're projecting that shit to the motherfuckers in your circle personally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Again, if you can't celebrate your friend, then it's not your friend. Mm -hmm. But I also think that comes back to our value structure in this country. You know what I mean? Like, we value motherfuckers based on, like, it's motherfuckers that be friends because they got this car or this house. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, that's that's some plastic shit. Why is that person your that's friend? Real. I think that's why we need therapy, man, because we don't got enough motherfuckers in our circle that love us. I, I we don't know what love is in most instances. I think, like, um, in that instance, especially of building a house and, you know, that sort of thing, should I get cobblestone or not, and I'm struggling... I look at that one as you should just you should definitely be excited and happy and still be a friend in that instance. I do know that there are times when people are going through extremely low points in life, sure. you know, and you just don't have the energy. You can't you can't even get yourself to put a smile on your your face. Sure. You know what I mean? Let I can't alone, smile for me. I'm a smile I can't for you. smile for me, so I'm a smile for you. And I think in those, I think that's just the thing that's gonna happen sometimes. And I don't. Necessarily call it as like wrong or 
not being a good friend. Per and just se, understanding that in this moment, I can't show up as the friend that I would. I would like to show up as that friend for you. Yeah. In this moment, I just can't. And you may be unhappy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're unhappy at that moment. I, and so, I'm, how can I'm I? I'm going to make this argument. How can I Most while I'm happy? I don't want to hear this shit. Mm-hmm. Right. The universe, Most people don't ever want to hear what you got to the say. The universe designed you to be show abundant. You should never be in a space of lack. I, that might sound insane, but mm. that's the truth. But the but the society is sick, like you say all the time. Bro. I agree. But, but even if it's emotional, mental. Again, but he's saying that that emotional and mental sickness comes from the outside environment and not from within. Mm. And I agree with him on that. Reflecting on your inside, all, all of it is like even the failure. You know, all yeah, the, like all of it is reflections of how we are shaped in the society. Think about exes, where it's like just like you said, I don't want dude to sit next to me. Dude, help shape your journey. Dude, help you make help make you become you. Bad, good, or indifferent. There's a value oh, there. No, I don't want him to sit next to me. I didn't hear that. But that's part of the about. cultural nuance, though, right? <laughs> yeah. That's part of it, right? It's like there's a judgment attached to, to this version of whatever you, you was in that life. Mm-hmm. You got to let that shit go. That's what true healing looks like. Even the bad shit is good shit. That's how the universe designed this. It ain't a failure. It's a push up to the next plateau. It, that's what it is. What they say? It ain't. I. I what? Um. The 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 blessing is in the lesson. The lesson is the blessing. So, Mimi says, wouldn't a good friend recognize your low moments too, and not good ask question. your input? You say a what? Good question. Wouldn't a good friend recognize your low moments and not ask your input? So. In my high moment, should I deny me because of your pain? No, we're but both is, experiencing is this simultaneously. If I'm, re- if you're my friend, and I really want to share this with you, I'm not saying that should deny your whatever you're doing. I'm not saying I'm sharing this with you to stun on you. I'm genuinely happy, and when you're genuinely a friend, and I would even in my yeah. low, I still would genuinely yeah. appreciate yeah. your I agree, win. I agree with too. I, I was, I was pondering it. I agree with too. I think that. If if as 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 a genuine friend, number one, you're my fucking friend. Yeah. You are the person that I want to run to and tell my good news. Like, like if it don't matter what it is. Like, yeah. like you know what I'm saying. Like if 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 I won today, and I I two already hit me like man I lost today. Whatever it is, but I won day. I still want to call you like hey, bro. I won the fucking day, and. And as a genuine friend, I sh- I should be excited about that relationship. And I think that's that's number one. That's why I just appreciate you and I love you so much. But I think number two, that's why it works on this fucking podcast because we just keep it a buck with each other. And it ain't about agreeing. It ain't about appeasing. It ain't about oh, let me make sure two gonna feel good about what I say. Fuck with how two feel about what I say. This is how I feel, and we gotta talk about it some more. We gotta talk about it some more. And that's just, that's how that's how we that's, that's how we give it up. You know what I'm saying? That's how we give it up all the time. And so, um, I appreciate that. I respect that. I I, I want I I, I if that ever changes from you, I'd be like, hey fam, the fuck wrong with you? Like that ain't. But shit. I will say this too like, though. Yeah. That's a hard pill to swallow because we're socialized very differently. Yeah. Yeah. The socialized to say if you ain't on my team in every instance, you can't be with me. Right. But the real value is in challenge. Yeah. If, if all we I, avoid the work. If all I wanted somebody aspect. was to affirm what I thought, I could just be by my damn self. It's real. I don't need everybody around me to affirm. If you agree with me, cool. If you my if if, if you my family, you my friend, we love each other, and you genuinely agree with me, cool. I'm wonderful. I'm glad to have your support and agreement. But if you don't, but you unwilling to share that, I don't need you around. I could, I could agree with my goddamn self. I already think this. You know what I'm saying? So if you disagree but withhold that disagreement, what the fuck we doing, man? What the fuck we doing? If two like, yo, the sky is blue, the sky is purple, and I'm like, you right, bro. Why the fuck he need me around? You know what I'm saying? Like that's just that's foolishness, man. So uh, I, I, I'm glad you said that, man. I, I, I want to address that issue of of how you should respond when when your friends is up and you down. Um, Official dirtbag input segment of the day. Uh, this comes from Timmy Michelle. Mother, son relationship, father, daughter relationship. Does it create some jealousy or issues in the family, either between the siblings or the spouses? We've talked about this before. 
I am a mama's boy through and through. Anybody that knows me knows that. My mama is in the chat right now. Anybody who knows that knows this about me. My mama ain't never missed one of my football games. She never missed one of my brother's basketball games. She, we was the shit until my, until my nieces and nephews came. Then me and Ron as took a whole backseat. Them niggas run the world now. But I'm, I'm a mama's boy, no doubt about it. So I understand the connection between this mother-son thing. To a lesser degree, I've understand and witnessed the father-daughter thing through you, through Ron, Diop, Matt. Um, how you feel about it? Like, do you feel like I, I, let's 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 just skip past whether or not it's a real thing? We can all agree it's a real thing. This mother-son bond, this father-daughter bond, unless you disagree. Um, but if you agree, we can skip past that part. Do you think? It creates issues amongst either the siblings or the spouse. I I think it's supposed to be a real thing, like the 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 in nature, like the natural structure. Mm-hmm. I can't always say it's a real thing, and specifically speaking from the perspective of our community, I think a lot of us are dealing with pain and hurt and trauma, and and the shit just resonates, right? I don't think most black women like most black men. And that resonates in how they treat their sons very often. Mm. And vice versa. Mm. You know what I mean? I think that's a real thing, right? I, I say this all the time. You talk about being a mom's boy. I ain't had no relationship with my mama. And she was in that's the house. That's true. We do. We do. You know what I mean? So even when I just gave the, uh, talked about, you know, when my father was alive, I went, my mom was in that house. I went there to see him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. truth be told, like, he passed away before my mama. And I thought about this shit. I stopped going to that house. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even conscious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was unconscious. I stopped going to that house. I would go, but it wasn't like, you know, I was over there every fucking day. When he passed away, I started recognizing, like, oh, this is different. I ain't been here in X amount of months. You know what I mean? The relationship and the connectivity wasn't there. But in that same vein, even thinking about the jealousy, I don't want to know if it was jealousy, but I recognized as a child the difference between my sister's relationship with my father and my relationship with my father. But I also think that goes back to the journey over the destination. My father was much... He was very hard on me. I didn't value that shit till I was a man. And when I became a man, I was like, oh, God, thank you, Jesus. Sure. It was a very different thing. And at that time, as I became a man, he became my best friend. Now, as a little boy, I was like, man, fuck this nigga. You know what I mean? But sure. it's just the process. Sure. And even in my house right now, I think it's the same kind of process. People see me gloat over my daughter. But the reality is I got expectations of my son, and I got wishes and hopes for my daughter. That sounds fucked up, mm. but it's the truth. Mm. I wish and hope everything works out for you, baby. But my nigga, you gonna be who you supposed to be no matter what. You gotta get it happening. You gonna make it happen. You understand me? And I know that that might come off as wrong, but I think that's the design. So where does what what, what where does preparation give way to favoritism or abuse? Maybe even. I think it's perspective. I think it's all perspective. And I, I say this, I said this to you before. God willing, he's gonna come back to me at 25 and say thank you. Because if he don't, I fail. But if he come back to if he don't leave and he's still here at 25, I've also failed. You can't raise no line on no leash. My nigga, you gonna do some work around here. You got to get in the gym. It's a workout happening over here. Mm-hmm. Right? And you might be pushing back against that because I don't have them same. Regimented ideas around my daughter. I let her slide with a lot of bullshit, and I know that's fucked up at some level. What's interesting about that is, and, and I've had the 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 honor of of getting to know your children. I love them both. Um, what's interesting about that is, at this point today, as we as we speak today, she seems more prepared for the world than he does. Just today, not projecting. I think he's gonna be perfectly fine. God willing. Yeah, I, th- I think he's gonna be perfectly fine. I, mm-hmm. I, I, every time we have this conversation about him and where he's at right now, I always remind you of you at his age. So I, I, I think he's gonna be perfectly fine. Be clear on that. But as we sit here today, she seems more prepared for the world, even whilst you say. Give her the pass and the freedom. I, I hope you cool, but I'm gonna make sure you good. But I also think that's perspective based too, right? Because just like you said, you always remind me of me in that age. My sister was older than me. She was a different human being than me. 
by the time we became teenagers, most motherfuckers in Chicago was like, oh, that's two sister. Nobody related her back to me. Like, she wasn't... Even though she was older. Even though she was older. I had experienced life in a different way. Now, in those experiences in life, it was a different way. I was doing a bunch of fuck shit. A whole bunch of fuck shit. Right? In in turn, got me sent away. All the shit that came around with that. But as we became adults, you saw that relationship shift. There is a unique difference between boys and girls. They mature differently. They mature differently. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Again, that's why I say I got expectations for my son. It's it's a boy, a man. The the, the for me, the uh, essence of manhood is that you are responsible to master the environment in which you inherit. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. A girl comes to the planet with intrinsic value, right? So if you're inheriting this environment, son, then I got to prepare you for what I know you finna inherit. Again, like I said, I got expectations for him, hopes and wishes for my daughter. So it might seem like that, and it's surely some rejection, because just like everybody else in America, you push back against responsibility. Can you break that down to, like, what you mean? You have hopes and dreams. What did you say? You have hopes and wishes for your daughter, and you have expectations for your son. Can you break that down a little Meaning bit? Meaning that, and I'm, this might sound misogynistic or whatever, you know what I mean, but you're beautiful, and you're a woman, and you have intrinsic value. The world is going to find value in you somewhere. Some man is going to find you valuable. Sounds damn near prostitutionist. As long as you got a vagina, somebody somewhere will help you. It sound, it's the truth. That penis don't afford you that. So you got to be able to stand the fuck up. And that is a process. You just don't arrive there. That's a process. So as from shit, the womb to now, he's getting pushed back from me. No, no, you could do better. No, no, you are going to do better. No, 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 you going to show up for you, right? And as a kid, he's like, man, fuck you. I want to do this shit. I used to look around at my homies because I grew up with a daddy in the community that didn't have very many daddies. I'd be like, man, why the fuck I got to cut? I knew how to change brakes and rotors by the time I was 14 years old. I didn't have no fucking driver's license. The fuck I can't do this for? You understand what I'm saying? It matters. What the fuck I got to cut this grass for? What the fuck? Because my homies didn't have to do that shit. My, it, 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 it matters and, and, and take it from a person who didn't have to do that shit. I didn't know how to. I, I had never changed brakes until I was like, I don't know, 27, 26. I don't, I don't, my father-in-law taught me how to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it, it, it's a different perspective. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Somebody, I put a picture up because I had him change out all the toilets in my house. They were like, man, you got him doing that? Yeah! This part of the process. Didn't I, I, did, I know how to do that. Didn't know that until I had a fucking job at, like, I don't know how the fuck old I was when I was doing the fucking maintenance job in Lake Meadows. When I learned how to fucking change the fucking toilet out, take one out, put a different one in. At the same time, if I just had a little girl, she wouldn't have been down there changing them toilets, though. That would have never happened. I don't have that expectation of you. My daddy definitely taught me how to do an oil change, change a tire, like brakes, all that type of shit. Right. But I, I think even in that, he's teaching you that so as to not depend on a man to do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, it matters, man. So let me let me let me move on real quick and, and talk about this idea of how important then it becomes to correctly, if that's the right word, choose a partner. Right, we saw a video clip, and we inserted into the show here. Um, the sister is talking about being a good man ain't enough. And it's like the one sister telling her, like, "Yo, this is what matters." Yada 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 yada. And she's like, mm, "Being a good man ain't enough." He's like, "You can be funny and attractive, and have money, and be funny, and that ain't enough." And it's like. Well, what the fuck is enough, sweetheart? What matters? And the issue is not, if this was just one ignorant-ass woman talking, wouldn't even bring it to y'all's attention. But to go through the comments and see the vast majority of women in full agreement is like, we as fuck. 
Sometimes a woman can talk her out of a relationship. You can talk. We we do that. Yes, we but will talk. I, our I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say something, and this might mm -hmm. ruffle little feathers. I don't think just being a good man is enough to be to stay okay. in a relationship with them. But when I say a good man, I mean like he's I don't, good all. That means all around. That means himself, spiritually, mentally, physically. That's great. Healthily, but like he's a good man. That doesn't mean that he's the man for you. And right. Maybe when you're going through these motions of getting to know him you're realizing okay he's a great person but honestly he don't he i don't fuck with his humor like he could be funny but and he's that's not funny and to that's me. why a lot of modern or, women are getting 40 with 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 four cats and no man because he's, maybe that's he's a like. good he's a good man but because he's not I funny you gotta you gotta, right you gotta throw that out we are fucked you got one sister sitting right here saying yo this is what it should be like. This is what you need to be looking for. Yada, yada, yada. That good man shit ain't enough. Baby, what's enough? I saw this poet say this poem, and it, it was a dope-ass poem, but there was one line in it specifically that just stuck with me. And it says, you have a God complex with no God inside of you. You spend your whole life with your disciples begging for your disciples to decipher you. Run it back. I thought that shit was Brilliant. Run a bike. It says you have a God complex, but no God inside of you. Mm. You spend your entire life looking for your disciples to decipher you. Mm. Right? You're looking for someone else to define you. So I respond with that to say that most motherfuckers wouldn't know a good man if he was standing in their face. Most motherfuckers wouldn't know a good woman if she was standing in his face. We operate in that space because our value system is so corrupted. We don't know love, mm -hmm. right? And what we what we what we transplant or what we try to circumvent love for is stimulation. Mm -hmm. We need constant stimulation because we lack personal value. Mm -hmm. it's, it just is what it is, mm -hmm. right? My it's funny. My wife be like, Bella don't really need friends. Bella can sit in the room by herself and be cool because she don't need constant stimuli. She's in tune with Bella. Bella can entertain Bella. Eric, not so much. Little folks need stimuli, he's he going to sleep. constant stimuli. If he ain't got stimulus, he's going to sleep. Because he's not <laughs> found himself to, to get in tune with. And that is very much the nature of humans in America. And think how attached we are to everything outside of us. Mm. Yeah, and I think even with that, with, that's like that's a... That's true. A, a, is that a man thing or is that a what? male thing? Because what? I feel like I... There's a lot of men where you can see very clearly they haven't found themselves. They don't know who they are. They aren't content with who they are. And I feel like I can read it instantly. We talked about this before a long time ago. I can. Right. And it seems like most young women, and I guess I'm just thinking about, like, you know, the subset of kids that I know, thinking about my daughter, thinking about some of my friends' daughters. They're, well, not all of them, but they're pretty much content in with who they are. You know what I mean? They're coming, they're confident with who they are, and a lot of the young boys seem to be influenced more so by the... Yeah. That's at, real. And at some levels, though, that might be the design as well. Yeah. Right? But also, I think that shit shifts. It's the shit you said, I, the bad, I want to be a bad bitch. It is, right? For real, look. I, I, and I think it's part of the retardation of our community. At that young age, from... From from I tell my I tell all the young boys in my life, from like fourteen to twenty five, you gonna be chasing pussy. From twenty five on, pussy chase you. It's a reverse of the game, right? But from fourteen to twenty five, women hold the ultimate value because they're uh, 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 wanted and desired by their peers, the boys, right? And not to say they don't want to desire them after twenty five, but the game shifts a little bit. I've grown into myself. I realize I don't have to put this kind of effort into this kind of experience. Is that also a part of the flawed concept, though? <laughs> like, I don't know if it's flawed like, or if, not. Even as that, and I agree with the map that you laid out, right, in terms of at what age this thing shifts to every, is that a part of that that that, that flawed construct? Or, or, I'm open to this, too, does it flip back to a more genuine understanding of relating to where it's like 
Okay, at first I thought it was all this, that, and the third. And so niggas go chase these trinkets to get the women that look like this. And then once we get into our adulthood, and then everybody settles in or begins to settle into who they are, does it just naturally kind of shit? Like, oh, I just, oh, I just like good niggas. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not so much, oh, she built like a Coke bottle or he got pockets like this. You know what I mean? I, but I think it's even deeper than even that service level thing. You know, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's part of the design at some levels. Okay. And you might be also right in the flawed concept of sure, how sure, it sure. plays out. I don't think that, I think we're very shallow people. And that might be the essence of being in America. That may be the essence of the remnants of being in this kind of scarcity lack culture. I don't know, right? But for a young boy, one, you have a bunch of insecurities and you desire to be desired. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You want that badly. You know what I mean? Where a young girl is getting that. Period. In most instances. Naturally. You know what I mean? When I wake up, motherfuckers going to pay me attention. A boy could go through the day and the motherfucker won't see him. Right? So you doing extra Shout shit. Chris Rock. You doing outward extra shit to say, look at me. Look at my value. Now, as you mature in the manhood, the game does shift. And usually, hopefully, you become more comfortable with your essence. Only has ever been a, a woman in the history of womanhood that's like, I got to beat this bitch ass because... Niggas is looking. I don't think that, I don't think I don't think any woman has ever thought that, like that, like yo, I gotta fuck shorty up because niggas are watching. Every man you know in our community, at some point or another, was like, I gotta stand up to this nigga because there's women around. They people can't see me back down from this shit. So a nigga popping off or whatever, the moment somebody else know that that a nigga is fucking with you, that thought runs through your mind. I got to fight this nigga because somebody else sees this shit. I don't think women ever have that issue. Now, y'all might have different issues that I don't understand. I'm not saying y'all don't. But that issue of I got to put myself in physical harm's way because women are watching that's unique to men that's unique to men like y'all might have fought over a nigga before but not just because a nigga was watching you know what i'm saying like you know i'm being a bitch asking she like the same nigga i like not because the nigga is watching yeah in most instances y'all ain't got a body for attention though young boys do you know what i mean young boys do as you become a man you know different shit you become secure in yourself. Maybe you don't even seek the attention in the same way. Or maybe you emote a different kind of energy and it just comes to you. I don't know the answer to that. But it's the game shifts. You know what I mean? I in, think the game shifts. In real life, I can remember a fight I had in eighth grade. I promise you, I don't remember who I was fighting. The most vivid thing, I won't even say I won't remember who I was fighting. The most vivid thing about that fight was Portia Brown yelling in the background. Shout out to you, Portia. Shout out to Portia Brown. That was my dog. Was Portia Brown yelling in the background? Hit him, Herb. Like that, like to have somebody. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to challenge you. Evo, back to the dude that you don't want sitting with you at the game. Did he elevate you to become the person you've become today? And is the person you've become today more in love with Evo? Yeah, I was saying. Then he so. was fucking good. I, I I catch what you're throwing, but for the time, <laughs> I can't. That's what I mean I about that's the no, process. Seriously, no, I definitely elevated because of the interaction with that man. I think it's a part. Of, it's a part of the journey. It's a part of the journey, and I think that going back to what we were saying earlier, you got to appreciate the journey as much, if not more so, than the destination. We have reached our destination. For today's show. Appreciate y'all so very, very much for tuning in. Also, very, very much. This is everybody. We truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you for your comments. As always, they were valued. They were certainly, certainly appreciated. Please hit the like button on the video. Make sure you are subscribed. And if you so choose to be a part 
and become an official dirtbag. Subscribe to the Patreon. As always, we appreciate you. We have to slide. We'll see y'all back here very, very soon for the dopest producer in the podcast game. We like to call her E4O. She would much rather go by Peggy Bundy. Peggy Bundy. We appreciate you, Peg. Thank Peg. you so very, Peg is very fucking much. Awesome. Just Peg. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Jackson twins, the light-skinned twins, and the dark-skinned twins are back together. Uh, Jamal Jackson. Jake is back in the studio holding down his rifle position. Ron is done doing double duty, though he did it so, so very, very well. And shout out to P.I. doing what he does best. By the time y'all see this video, it will look dope. That is only because he put his magical fingers on it. We appreciate everybody. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. For two, my name is Herb. Till next time, y'all be good to each other. Peace. Assalamu alaikum.